yeah, look, I mean, the Chiefs are resting a bunch of their starters and Seth's not here. He could put the pieces together. I don't know what that makes me or Nate Taylor, but one of the two of us is probably going to have to worry about putting consistent behavior on tape. We'll figure it out. Seth's in Florida. Patrick Mahomes is sitting. It's week 18. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours. The comment section has already been all over everything that's happening here in this edition of Only Weird Games. Uh, Seth resting the starters. He's out. Guys, they're just a tick off. Tell Nate to make his bed some other time. Um, oh, man. Let's He's see. Seth is Eric all, all season. Mike, this ride, this ride is broken now. All these years that we blamed him. So, you know, there's a lot going on in the uh, comment section where you can watch the show live. I should mention this for the audio listeners who I've not forgotten about. Uh, but if you want to watch the show either live or you can watch it back after the fact, you can do that across the KC Sports Network socials or, of course, listening via the podcast. It's, it's how we started. It was the first love. And I still love the audio listeners very much. Yes. Sorry that we've had yes. so many visual visual gags in an audio medium. That's kind of my bread and butter. And uh, Seth has no self-control. Nate, of course, knows better. Uh, I'm Joshua Briscoe. That's Nate Taylor. We are here for a weird week, Nate. It's been weird already. It's going to get weirder from here, I imagine. How are you enjoying uh, a restful week 18, so to speak? My day has not been restful. I bet. Uh, uh, um, I-, I wish, you know, we saw a... Let's just describe it. We saw a picture today from our dear friend Seth in what appears to be sunny Florida. I mean, there was clothing. Yeah. I believe long pants while we're at. I'll double check. But it was as close as we're going to get to swimsuit edition Seth (laughs) Kaiser. I mean, the pose was right up there with any supermodel you want to put together. That's right. Look at that. It, he's also tweeted it out at Real MN Chiefs fan. If you're the yeah. mentioned audio folks that need to see the evidence, I mean, it look should at be that. used in some court of law. That is that is a beautiful pose. Oh, his toes are out and everything. He's wearing he's wearing a, a short sleeve sort of Hawaiian button up. Uh, some some flip flops with his toes out and some nice crisp denim jeans. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, I am. Working hard for you, um, although I don't work for Fox Four in in Kansas City. Um, they're not working hard for you; they're just working for you. They don't even claim. Oh, for real? They don't even say hard. That's right, right? Dang. Well, I'm working hard for you guys. I'm I'm going above the the usual um, motto. Can I just explain something, Josh? Please, always. Writing's really hard. <laughs> That's, That's why I talk. It's it's incredible incredibly hard and i'm just being you know i'm just being reminded that writing is hard uh hopefully by the time you're hearing this in podcast form um if it's friday morning great uh hopefully that story will be in the athletic uh you know comedians talk a lot josh about bombing and the fact that you need to go through it or to be heckled or to be booed shout out to cat williams if you've been 
on the internet lately. Um, but you know, as a writer, sometimes you just, you just got to grind through it, you know? Um, yes. For Seth's toes. Robrock fat has done a super chat, not for $3 and not for two fifty. Two sixty nine. Two sixty nine for Seth's toes. Thank you, bro, my friend. Uh yeah. So um You're bombing right now as a writer, is where we were at before Seth's toes so rudely interrupted us. Close to it. I mean it's you know, it's going to be hopefully worthwhile. It's been something that um you know, I think is not only interesting, but like something that I don't think people will expect tomorrow. Uh but this is sort of the correct timing for it just because we are in a unusual week um you know there are people in the cheese facility just just shrugging like we are contractually obligated to play a game that is meaningless for us just as it's meaningless for them but hey los angeles in january so um, don't expect anything tomorrow. Just hopefully, um, you'll understand the, the, the rigors of what I had to go through because, you know, um, yeah, sometimes writing is really hard. Uh, that, that's partly the reason why the show was a little bit later than usual from a live stream standpoint, because I still got to like finish it. But, um, yeah, I, I guess, I guess I'm ready to talk Chiefs Chargers and all the, Interesting things within the meaninglessness of this week. Let's let's embrace the meaninglessness because I want to get to some of the injuries. I'm putting those in air quotes. Some of them seem real. Sure. Some of them aren't. Some of them might be, uh, which okay. is the most curious ones. But also real quick off the top, I think we can probably handle this pretty quickly. Um, but five Chiefs were named 2024 Pro Bowl Games starters. Creed Humphrey, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Tooney. The name that was not mentioned there was Legarius Sneed, who is an alternate amongst uh, Trey Smith, Isaiah Pacheco, Willie Gay, and Nick Bolton. Uh, all alternates, the first five all starters. Um, Jalen Ramsey is a starter and played, I think, nine games so far this year. Um, Matt Derrick had the best tweet on this that I had He's seen. Not, I'm just going to... Uh, can I just... I'll, I'll, okay, I'll just let... Okay. I'll, let Matt say it, and then I'll say it. Here's here's what Matt said. Somebody somebody asked him. Sorry, I don't remember who it was. Somebody said, "What does what does Legarius Sneed have to do to make the Pro Bowl?" And Matt said, "Be named Jalen Ramsey." Ah. Okay, I hadn't seen that tweet either. Um, Jalen Ramsey's not good this year. Can I just say that out loud? Like, and he missed been, a bunch of time, which is which is something that happens. But it usually keeps him being a Pro Bowler. He's been very average as a starter. Um, did his? I mean. Did he cover anybody last week for the Baltimore Ravens? Anybody? 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 It's all silly. It's all in meaningless right. territory. And of course, Legarius Need is would be deserving Pro Bowl, obviously. Yeah. So what's your actual take on it? How do you how do you splice that up and, and what however amount you you care, however much you think we should care? Um, I care because there are like incentives. Jalen Ramsey's gonna shut down it. Yes, my goodness. Um, you know. It's not saying much. Uh, dang it! Why did I say that out loud? Anyway, no one made you say that. I even no know. one made me say that. Um, at least not this year. Something about clamor over. Um, my thing is with um, my take is the Pro Bowl every year 
gets less and less um, important. Uh, uh, the pro, all pro is what matters, and a lot of former players have said that. Uh, most notably, Mitchell Schwartz. Understandably, that that would be his take. It's a yeah. miracle he's not an absolute lunatic. I would be so mad. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't necessarily get like um, my panties in a bunch about the Pro Bowl. Um, you know, uh, luxurious. There used to be a time, kids, where you needed the Pro Bowl to sort of certify yourself. If you were going to free agency, kids, that's no longer the case anymore. Uh, teams know how good luxurious need is. Uh, so even in like a contract year where you could say like narratively it matters, it really doesn't. Uh, now it's nice you get a trip to Las Vegas. Is it in Las Vegas this year? Because the Super Bowl's in Las Vegas. I, I can't think remember. it's in like Orlando or something. Ooh. I think it's weird. I know. Okay. I think it's a weird Scra- one this year. Scratch that. Um, you you get to go to Orlando where there are screaming kids all the time. Um, three sixty five a year. God bless the people that live in Orlando. Um, I mean, yeah, it is in Orlando. They're having it in Orlando with the Super Bowl in Vegas. Kind of weird. Ugh. Just, I mean, I guess you get to go to, to Orlando. But anyway, like, it's nice. You get to, you know, gallivant with the with your peers uh, for some time and have some fun. But, like, it don't really mean much. Uh, it could mean something if it's in your contract. But outside of that, like, it's, I mean, you want to tell me, you want me to tell you who, you want me to tell you who shouldn't also be at the Pro Bowl? That also might be, be fun. You ready? Okay. Oh man, who shouldn't be at the Let me let me go through this email. Cause I looked at it last night and I said, Oh yeah, this thing don't matter no more. I mean it matters, but it don't. Um You wanna tell me who the tight ends are? It's okay. The AFC tight ends are Travis Kelsey and David Njoku. The mm-hmm. NFC tight ends mm-hmm. are George Kittle and Sam Laporta. Mm-hmm. Let's move on, Josh. I don't need. To well, say, I don't need to. I don't need to say what I want to say. Now, 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 I'll tell you who's hot in the streets right now. Sam Laporta is so good, so hot, right? So now. good, so, so good. Hot. Can't believe you think George Kittle's washed. I'm not saying he's washed. I'm just saying like he don't have to be a Pro Bowler on that team. We all know he has Pro Bowl talent. Look, two is the starter on the AFC quarterback side. So like we, I mean, it's all yeah. my actual take is that it's all Calvin Vibe. Like it's just none of it. We it's all vibes. It's yeah. You know, the, what I'm honestly, saying? like this on. is like this he doesn't is, need to be on there, guys. This is great for, like, sports argument TV and bad for human beings and the sport. But, like, I think we actually get more juice out of the quote-unquote snubs than we yes. do out of the guys who make it. Yes. And so that 
we like we will talk significantly more about Legarius Sneed than than any of the rest of the guys who did actually who did actually make it. What was the comment? <laughs> okay, you know, uh, I'm doing like a thousand things at once, cute. All right, you want to answer this question from Eric? Tung sure. From the uh, sure, yeah, with, uh, with the super chat of uh, I like the I, if people want to keep super chatting things with some amount of dollars and then sixty nine cents, I think that'll especially make Seth uncomfortable. So don't forget to do that when he's back. I don't. I'm right. not trying to extort your money. I don't. I need to figure out what the super chats go to because I don't even. I'm happy to like, hey, it's a good whatever. I just don't know. Uh, yes. but uh, 69 cents is hilarious. Um, Eric has asked, and and maybe this is Chris Jones's burner, I don't know. Said, were there any sure. shark sightings in KC Mo this week? I don't even know if we talked about the fact that the, the Seahawks brought back Frank Clark and then cut Frank Clark again. Um, not that I can tell. No, I, I have, you know, I know what Chris said on Twitter, uh, because I'm sane enough to still call it Twitter. Um, I, I haven't heard any rumblings involving Frank Clark. There's uh, no shark. There is a bug now. Well, actually, multiple bugs. Uh, as the Chiefs signed Isaiah Bugs to the practice squad like uh-huh. an hour ago. Yeah. Um, so they added a defensive uh, line player to the practice squad. That'll be um, league changing. So let's let's talk about some of the guys whose names we know who may not play this week but are relevant. Generally speaking, sure. the The biggest question that I have is is I wonder if it's the biggest question you have as well, which is that now officially a limited participant, uh, both practices with a neck. Going to find out how real you think this is. But Travis Kelsey's been limited with a neck injury both days so far. He's 16 Uh yards away. We talked about this last week, or on Monday, I should say. And uh, he needs 16 yards to hit 1,000 for the eighth consecutive time. A little bit short right now. And uh, what what do you expect for Travis Kelsey in particular here? Uh, can I just remind people that Buda Baker has done what this year? I see. I'm getting upset. This I saw, this, I saw Jordan in the stick. Oh, Bobby Wagner helping lead the tackles equal elite charge since redacted hasn't played a ton. I don't know what you mean about redacted, Jordan. I heard everybody in Chiefs pressers today said everything's the exact rotation it should be. I mean, I saw people. Screaming, why is Buda Baker on the Pro Bowl? And I'm asking myself that right now. Shout out to Julian Love. Uh, I haven't watched him enough, but uh, I'm sure it's fine. Um, when it Buda Baker to... almost get cut earlier in the year. Am I, did I make that up? I don't know. This this is nonsense. Um, yes, Chris Jones' groin is going to be okay. You 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 don't have to worry about that. Um, when it comes to Travis Kelsey's neck, eh, I mean, he's played in every game. Uh, obviously since coming back from the knee injury. So this is my best summation of what I've heard and, and what I've observed and um, the fact that Andy Reid yesterday was like, I'm sorry, did you ask me about Travis? Tra- who? Who? Travis Kelsey, who? I don't know who that is. Huh? Is he going to play? I don't know. What? We got a football game? Why, what's, say- what's Travis need? Somebody say Oil? Oil, oil. I, I thought you was cooking something, huh? What? Why would you want to ask me about Travis Kelsey? I don't know. Who is that? Huh? Huh? Never heard of him. Who's that guy? It'd be Jason's brother. Uh, Jason's brother. Wow. What I've surmised in all of this is, um, they're probably gonna give it up to Travis Kelsey. He's probably gonna say he wants to play. They're probably gonna let him play. And uh, here's the opening script. Travis Kelsey. Yes. Travis Kelsey. Yep. 
Travis Kelsey. Correct. Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. Does he have 16 yards to left? Does he have 16 yards yet? I don't care if it's two yards at a time, eight yards. I'd rather not have to get hit too can much. We pull, so can, to the sideline, ideally. Can we pull? Okay, uh, he's got it. Look at the scoreboard. What does it say on your Microsoft tablet? Okay, pull him. Um, that would be, again, what I've sort of taken in from everything so far. Uh, and I understand it, you know. I, I know I said on the last episode that I wouldn't do it. Again, that's me personally. I wouldn't do it if you're on the injury report and you're trying to be back-to-back champs. And if I can eliminate the slim possibility of you getting hurt in, again, a meaningless game versus playing a violent sport at the highest level um, in the playoffs, then I would choose to sit you down. I know that there are some people that say, well, what about Chris, Nate, and his incentives? Uh, I believe he can earn a little bit more than a million dollars if he gets half a sack of Easton Sick. I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be willing to pay that out on their own volition or if uh, they're going to give Chris the opportunity. Again, I, Nate Taylor, would sit him down because you're not even practicing this week. Right, he's been a DNP both yes. times this week. So. Yeah, you haven't even practiced. So if you want to go out there and try it, by all means, do your thing. That's you know that's their prerogative, um, but they also have to look past this moment for what really matters, which is obviously um, trying to advance in the playoffs. So I think Travis Kelsey will play again. That's my best guess um, right now. I'm not sure about Chris Jones, but the Chiefs may leave it up to him. Um, and you know, I mean, what 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 jumps out to me that is of actual importance, Josh, and I wonder how you feel about this is what what happens with Donovan Smith now? Yeah, he's like my second on my list of yeah. the actual guys that may actually be hurt that I'm worried about. I'll, yeah. I'll save my big one. What's your what's your Donovan Smith feel? He was a he was a full participant on Wednesday and a non participant today. Which I think is interesting. Is that a, again, uh, we will get to talk to injury tomorrow. So the question then becomes, is that he did enough so that you could, uh, you know, clear him for next week? Okay, like, you did good. The stinger's okay. We don't need to, like, overwork it. So let's just keep, you know, sort of rehabbing it. Or did something happen and it is an actual setback and that puts his chances to be available as the left tackle. Uh, obviously, we've all seen what Wayne Morris has done over the last month. Um, is he not going to be a part of the equation on Super Wild Card Weekend? So that's something that I've sort of monitored. I know um, Isaiah Pacheco, you know, was a you know limited participant today. As I've said before, um, if you are limited at practice. It could either mean you did one rep or you did one rep less than what you would normally do at practice. That is a gigantic range because, <laughs> you know, we can't see practice. So it's up to uh, – so limited can mean a lot of different things. Uh, so who knows? Isaiah Pacheco maybe took a couple repetitions just to, you know, be in the groove or he took everything except for like one or two Um just because obviously we understand that his, you know, his shoulder now he has a quad injury, uh, can limit him. So there's 
there's a lot of things to consider with all that. Um, but I think Donovan Smith's important. Who do you think is most important here, Josh? I just want to know what you think is going on with Rasheed Rice. Because he he and Travis Kelsey, along with Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. are the three offensive players who, if they are mysteriously unavailable for the wild card game, I am completely, completely tanking my own attempts to pick the Chiefs. Like there's just no I wouldn't even I would not even try to to twist myself into a pretzel to to pick the Chiefs to win if they're missing Kelsey, obviously Mahomes, or I think yeah. Rasheed Rice. So right. so Rasheed Rice has not practiced this week. Um Andy Reid said it's a hamstring. I think he said it, it popped up during the game, and I, I think mm-hmm. he finished the game out of that. He's also one of the guys who I thought, and I, my concern for his health probably indicates that what I'm about to say is not true, but I thought there was a chance they'd just have him out there on Sunday to do some of the things that maybe he doesn't do as often, that they want to get some like live repetitions against. Mm. But but he's valuable enough that I, I wasn't going to bet on that. Right. Certainly. Certainly, those extra preseason reps are not worth stretching his aggravated hamstring the week before a playoff game. I'm perfectly happy for him not to play here. But what what is the level of seriousness that that you have figured out in terms of what they're thinking with Rasheed Rice? Um, no need to push it, and it'll probably stay that way. Um, you know, it it it's it's a good sign that he. Uh, finish the game right that he didn't come out mm-hmm. um, you know we haven't been able to talk to Rasheed we don't know necessarily when the injury occurred if it's a first half thing or a second half thing or a particular play it's kind of hard to see on film uh, to be honest with you Josh at least for me um, but you know if this is a it's it's so tough because you can it, it's hard to not know but like you can look at this and just say full bye week stop but the Chiefs are not one of these teams that just say so-and-so didn't practice rest. So he has – Rasheed Rice has a hamstring injury. I don't consider it significant, um, but it probably removes him from, as you were saying, trying to showcase a little bit more routes or um, if we want to just get him out there in terms of the timing. I think there's a value in, like, Blaine Gabbert playing uh, of course, I don't need to remind Chiefs fans what happened in the postseason last year where Chad Henney had to come in cold at the two-yard line. So if something were to happen, even for a you know a brief period, it would be beneficial to have Blaine Gabbert going to Rasheed Rice in a game like SETI, even if it's against the Chargers in a meaningless game. But based on his injury, I don't know if that – I don't know if there's much value to that because, as you said, they need him – as healthy as possible, and I'm sure he's getting a lot of treatment this week, but they obviously need him to be healthy as possible next week, um, depending upon, you know, we don't know who the opponent is, but we'll know that they'll play a home game um, in Arrowhead for Wild Card Weekend. So um, I hope that helps, but we should get more information from Andy Reid tomorrow, and um, I would just tell Chiefs fans right now, I don't expect him to to be in uniform because I just I just don't think it it, it weighs the negatives. Or I, and I would negative. fully... Yes, I would fully agree with that too. Even as on Monday, I was like, "Hey, Rasheed Rice getting 100 percent of the snaps out there, you know, running around with Blaine Gabbert could be fun, not not nearly as unfun as it would be for him not to be out there in a playoff game." Right, and and Andy Reid um, usually doesn't give rookies the last week of the season off if they have secured their playoff spot or they can't move up and down. Right, 
Uh, I remember in 2020, a lot of the rookies played, even if they made, you know, significant contributions to the regular season. So um, had Rasheed Rice been healthy, he probably would have been on the field to some capacity. Um, but now that, you know, that gives more opportunities for, uh, I think, Justin Ross uh, extensively, because uh, that's who Blaine Gabbard sort of shouted out um, yeah. yesterday. Uh, and so what you would have normally seen from Rasheed Rice, I think, is going to be given to Justin Ross because he also hasn't had a lot of time to uh, to sort of get back in rhythm once he came back from, you know, his unusual suspension. Well, and so that's something that when Gabbert talked yesterday, I thought was fascinating. It was the next thing I wanted to stick with the receivers for one one more little meaningless week segment of receiver talk <laughs> uh, because of exactly that. So Gabbert says yesterday, doing the presser, because uh, I, th- I believe he he walked up to the podium and said, I don't know if Coach told you, but I'm starting this week. Um, this, the starting quarterback talks on Wednesdays. And so this week. Incredible. Great vibes oh, from Blaine Gabbert. Really yes. seems like he seemed. Honestly, he seems like what that quarterback room probably needs just in a season that's been tough. <laughs> Having Blaine Gabbert there feels good. Um, but but he said that McColl, Ross, and KT were going to get a lot of reps. Yes. So a, a, a first, the guy that I'm guessing we won't see actually is, I heard that and I was like, hey, first of all, kind of mysterious that Kadarius Tony would not practice for two weeks, would not play for two weeks, and then Blaine Gabbert would say, this mother bleeper is back. Like, what, what, you, what, you, what you get that, baby? Nothing. Nothing. But then he was a limited participant in practice yesterday and did not practice today. So now I'm back to fully just not knowing what's going on. I don't know if the Chiefs do either. We've talked many times about just like get Kadarius Tony to the playoffs and then try to unleash him. But we yep. unleashed him. He's yep. bitten them. Mm-hmm. So I I don't you you tell me what you think you we should all know about the the Tony side and I think I think Ross and Hardman are the two guys that have more interesting stuff to talk about. Um, I did see Kadarius Tony today. That was before practice. Um, of course we were told that he probably wasn't going to participate in practice. Uh, again, it's hard to say whether that's hey, showed something nice. Let's taper him down, or are you feeling okay? Let's give him an extra day, see if he can bounce back on Friday. Um, we really, we. I, I just want to remind the audience that we we really did say, guys, that like, hey, if he's if he's not right week one, which he tried, guys, he was right. the most it's the most honorable thing Kadarius Tony did was come back from a knee injury, no preseason games to just be like, I'll be the number one receiver today. Um, it's the most honorable, it's the most honorable thing he did. And then we all said, well, just, hey, baby him till the playoffs. Give him baby steps. Feed him, you know, mush and carrots, peas. Don't give him anything. Just just baby feed him. And then when, <laughs> when they play in Germany, me and Seth were like, Take the diapers off. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Take the diapers off. Did you see him break 17 tackles on one slant? Take the diapers off. Now we back to, man, we really should have just saved him for the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> if he would have taken one baby step backwards, the, the, the Buffalo Bills would not be in the playoffs. <laughs> right. Right. And, and I think it was, I think Jesse Newell mentioned this on 810 this morning, and I didn't hear it until Jason mentioned it. Here's something I'm gonna so passing this along. I believe this was this was Jesse's original point. Maybe you guys talked about it in the meeting uh-huh. at some point. Nate, I'm, I don't sure, know. I'm sure we have. Yep. But brother, 
It is devastating to realize that if Kadarius Toney lined up on sides, not only would the Chiefs have won that game and the Bills would be out of the playoffs, Travis Kelsey would have a thousand freaking receiving yards. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, Yo, that shut, sucks. Shut that up to Jeff. Sucks. <laughs> shut up. We I think we thought I think we first talked about it um post game Sunday. You know, they beat the Bengals. We're looking at the stats and we're like, all right, so if they win, they're they're in the you know, we're all going back like they they're the three seed, right? Every they're they're the three seed. Like and fans in the little tunnel area were like, are they can they go up? Can they go up through the two seed? And we're like, no, no, no. They're the three seed. And so we're looking at the box score, and you're like, okay, okay. And then you, you're right. So add that to his season total. It's so frustrating. <laughs> it's and then, so frustrating. And then Jesse goes, <laughs> wasn't it a 24-yard reception and a 25-yard lateral? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, um, Jesse Noel from the Kansas Star is absolutely correct. It was mm. it was a guttural reaction when I heard it on Sunday, and it remains to be the case on uh, on Thursday. Because, yeah, Travis Kelsey's probably going to be out there when he doesn't need to be out there so that he can maintain his 1,000-yard streak, uh, which, again, is mind-blowing compared to any other tight end in the league, to which I would say, maybe y'all need to do it. Baby, you don't need to, you. You're so outpacing Gronk on this. You're good, man. You're good. Just get healthy. Just get, just get ready. But now nah, you got to be out there because Kadarius Tony was in the neutral zone. But and we I don't, don't know, know why and, that and, hits me so hard. And we don't know if Kadarius Tony gonna be out there when he trying to get right for the playoffs too. Uh, real quick housekeeping, because uh, Christian mentioned oh. this earlier in the chat. I thought this was the case, but I didn't want to say it and be wrong, um, where Christian noted that the Super Chats for the, during the, the live video go to the KCSN Foundation, which is mm-hmm. great, which makes me even more willing to just completely um, just sell it out. And, and you, I don't know, we might have to put it in a system at some point, I don't know. But I mean, it's going to a good cause, and none of us yes. three bozos, which is all, both of those are all good things. No, I don't need, no, um, I don't need this money, no. No, it's fine. It's good. No. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm Seth does, but I don't. Seth does, exactly. but I but Exactly. I don't. Yeah. And Seth has a newsletter. He can change the price for whenever he wants. But shout out to uh, Raphael, who said, my favorite KCSN pod and YouTube show I listen to. Awesome job, guys. Even you, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Raphael. Okay. They said they also miss almost entirely sports. So now I know I know that's out of luck. Hey, I, I what if a you time. were there for that, if you were there for that, you were there for some uh, for some things. It's in the Raptors, uh, kids. It's never coming down, okay? It's never, never coming down. Ne- um, Despite the fact that we're trying to yank it. So, um, angry, drunken German, shout out, says, shout out. Tony should only be on kick punts at this point. To which I say, Josh, no. Oh. No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh. Logically, angry, drunken German is correct. In this point in time, no. Because Richie James said... I don't care where the punt was. I'm taking it out. It could be in row 15. It could be in the parking lot. It could be in front of my driveway. Damn it. Dave Toe called it, and I got to take it out. Gots to do it. You caught it in the end zone. And Richie James looked at us like we were crazy today. Love Richie James. Oh, yeah. I love Richie James. Yes. We talked to Richie James today. Because we also got Dave Toe 
I know this is a completely different tangent. No, this is good. I was ready to shift into a different tangent. Thank you, Angry Drunken German. Um, Yes, we all saw the punt return in the Super Bowl. Magnificent. Um, Somehow, Kadarius Tony had his one of his best games on a field where the Eagles are probably still complaining. With that said, um, also he broke their defense in twenty twenty three. It was so bad. Yeah, and also he had amazing punt returns in the rematch uh, in November when they played the Eagles in Arrowhead. Um, Richie James said, "Hey man, I'm having a hard time getting routes." So when Dave says take it out, I'm he taking said that it. today. I'm taking it out. Um, he he he. he I mean, he essentially said that, like, "Hey, I'm trying to get more routes. I'm trying to get more time. I want to get more receptions, more targets with Mahomes." Need his lockers right next to Marquez Valdez Scantlin. If you want to read into that, whatever that is, um, this is the season, Josh, where we say, "Hey, dog, you got to use them." To next week, nope, you ain't got to use them. Actually, you should use them less. And Richie James is like, <laughs> "Can I get more snaps, please? Can, can I get more snaps? Because I'm doing the unthinkable on punt returns. Because I'm not getting enough snaps. I would like to catch the ball from Patrick Mahomes." <laughs> so Dave Tope is like, "Sure, man. Try to be aggressive. Try to flip the field. Change the game. Be the spark the team needs." Damn it, he punted it in the end. So you know what? I don't know if I'm gonna get the ball on this possession. Anyway, let's ride. Like he's in, like <laughs> like he's in fancy football in sixty seconds. This man said, "I don't care where it was. I was taking it." <laughs> I, this is this this is the season that is changing me yes. in ways I don't like because I have at no point ever wanted to be like the 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 angry old man on the radio who's just yelling about. You know, just players being too young or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? And I've, I've never wanted that at all. I talk about, like, NFL Street and the power of that video game all the time because, yes. like, it really is foundational to how I, like, enjoy the most fun parts of football. Uh-huh. I, I think football is its best when it's fun. I think... Sure. It, I think NFL players are at their best when they're fun. But I did this with the... With the um. Jarek McKinnon tossing the ball to Rasheed Rice, and I'm doing it here also. Where it's like, well, you know, Richie James took accountability for that. You know, Jarek McKinnon threw it to Rasheed Rice because he wanted a passing touchdown, and Rice needed to get another receiving touchdown for the rookie record. Correct. This is this isn't the year for that. I'm sorry, guys. Run the play. <laughs> Run the play like you practiced it. And if your feet are in the end zone, call a fair catch and catch it, or step out of the end zone and let it fall behind you. This is not the year for freewheeling. Like Travis Kelsey lateraling it to Kadarius Tony, 40 yards or whatever it ended up being. That at least that's Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Travis Kelsey has earned that. Canarius Tony obviously hasn't because he had bleeped up the play from the beginning. But like I I feel like I am a thousand years old. I feel like I am talking about leather helmets and like <laughs> run the run the football and run the play like it's meant to be called. Because that's this this year is not the year for just kind of flinging it around and checking on the vibes. The vibes this year suck. I just don't I don't I, I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a perfect point. <laughs> Also, a perfect point. Uh, super chat from Andrew Lee. If they do a KCSN swimsuit at issue, can we get the cover shoot of Nate and Josh? Yes. If if um the the funny thing is we would be fully clothed. That's that would be the <laughs> twist to the KCSN swimsuit. Gentlemen, fully clothed in bathing 
suit supermodel poses. That would be where yeah. we would. That's what that's what we would do. But in like unusual circumstances and surroundings, like not on a beach. Um, I think this is a great idea. And also, I'm just saying, I think if you gave me time, if if I if I really have some some time to prepare. Uh, I can do the most important thing that I could do in terms of getting my body right for this circumstance, which I think is like I'd shave KCSN into my chest hair. I think mm. I could do that. Ooh, I you think got, I could carve. You got enough. You got enough taco meat for that. It's it's a it is a Mexican Ooh. dinner situation. If if it if it just sort of rides, I'm a. I, it's just what I it's the jeans I got, and the best I can do is just shave it into the logo. Yeah. Uh, I also love too that people <laughs> Richard fans and Ricky James yelling. Babalia! For every it's for my family, <laughs> and uh, and Nate Dog saying Richie James is entered Tion Waiters territory, which I tend to agree, man. I don't care where the shot clock is, I'm shooting, dog, shooting. You know who gets buckets? Me. <laughs> but you have Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Chris Mott, and <laughs> I get me buckets, buckets. I buckets. Uh, you know what? You know what the ladies care about? This ball going through the hoop with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, the 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 beautiful part in all of this, and I mean, look, this is where I'm a professional, guys. I'm a professional journalist. I'm in the locker room trying to grit and grind for you guys. And I asked Richie James, "What's it like to play with Patrick Mahomes?" And you're gonna read that in the Athletic soon, because uh, he gave some, I get, I think, some real riveting answers as well but i also had to withhold the laughter in my body before i could get to my questions about hey what's it like playing with patrick Mahomes, particularly in this season and what you've learned about your quarterback based on what you thought in free agency and training camp versus what is actually taking place okay i'm gonna act like this man just didn't say that if they would have kicked it in the in the Community America Club. <laughs> what? Gonna take it out. I love Richie James. Because you know what? I love honesty. I love swagger. I love personality. But Richie, that can't be what happened. Then we immediately talked to Dave Tobin. He was like, yeah, I told him to, I told him to do his thing. No, coach. No, you no. Don't. It's not right. <laughs> and then I, I don't know if you heard Josh, but uh, I think it was, I think it was Sarin Petro. Sarin was like, so is there like the 10 yard rule, the five yard rule? <laughs> He's like, man, these punters so good now. They don't even matter anymore. We're like, but Tobe. Like it, there's a reason cliches are cliches because yes, they, there 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 are there is some meaning to it. There is some like, there is there is something to hold in the cliche because it could get you out of trouble. But he was just like, man, these punters are so good. They can backspin that thing. You never know what's gonna happen. I just told Rich, hey baby, do you do you get us a spark? And guess what, guys? Super wild car weekend. Richie James is gonna be back there. Yeah. You and I both know it don't matter where this punt lands. If it ain't out of bounds, we taking it out, okay? No fair catches. Like, who gives a hell about a fair catch? I'm trying to ball. That's And that's, it's, it's just. Stupid. Uh, thank, just... You, thank you guys for listening to this show. This is the news that you didn't need, but yet here we are. No, I'm just beside myself because I heard all the live pressers today and I did not, I did not know that Richie James had that 
at that, Pat. Uh, tell me this, Nate, before we talk about the other things from pressers today. Uh, who's who's the worst quote? Who's the worst quote in the uh, in the Chiefs locker room this season? Who's really let you down? Who do you really who do you really not enjoy your time with? Why are you trying to hate? Why are you trying to get me in trouble? Now nah, you're good. Let's take a break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if I told that was a of, a non mean spirited break? I just thought if I I felt like I could scare you and then break as opposed to pulling the football out from in front of you this time. Oh god, what a great what a great comment, Richie James across the Spider Verse. Nah, I'm a two mile <laughs> He just zaps. <laughs> he just zaps defenders away from me. Oh, what a time! One of the greatest movies I've ever seen is in I is still across seen the sequel. You still haven't seen Across the Spider Universe? No, I haven't. The Spider Verse? Oh my God! It first one was amazing. The first one's amazing, and somehow they made the second one better. Ow. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna do my own thing. Uh. No, man. What saddens me is that there have been a few times where I where I walked. I mean, you asked me a question. I'm gonna be honest. No, 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 no. I was okay. That was just. This, I don't want you to get. No, I want to. I want to say. I want to say it. I want to okay. say it. All right. Okay. I mean, there, well, there's let multiple. the record show. I did not bend. I did not bend Nate's will to this. There's multiple answers, but this one will sadden both of us, guys. Um, 
And if you've been here long enough since time oh, starts. Oh, Tucker says I cut out right before I hit my setup. That makes sense. It was sort of laggy on my end. All right. Sorry, everybody. Not only it's, hey, it's week 18. We're resting. We're resting set. And I didn't execute the throw to break due to technical issues. So there you go. Sorry, everybody. I let y'all down. One Joshua Briscoe asked me, who's the worst quote in the locker room this year? I didn't mean to ask it. I expect more out of Noah Gray. I expect more. I expect more from the majestic white horse on a sandy beach because we gave you that nickname and you've lived up to that nickname. Yet the quotes have not been majestic, Josh. They just haven't. Um, Because I expected more. So it's more of a disappointment versus the worst. Yeah, sure. Uh, But Noah Grace had a great year. I mean, regardless of whatever I think, he's he's been very good in his role. Um, I just wish he would give more majestic quotes because it just hasn't occurred this year. This this episode of this show is having a lot of comment reading, and I think everyone's earned it, where Richard says, hooves down for Noah not bringing beach-level content. That rules. And then also a comment from Keth Sizer that says, hey, everyone, just wanted to check in and tell you all that Florida is great. Wanted to update you all to tell you I'm definitely not embezzling all of the Super Chat funds. <laughs> that is from Keth Sizer, which could be anybody. Okay. All right. There are a couple of things from Pressers today that I thought were interesting, and we can we can pivot it into something vaguely resembling us caring about Chiefs Chargers. Are you sure. are you going to L.A. for this, Nate? I am. Yeah, yeah, but you had your flights booked a long long time in advance. So yes, and I was a bit concerned that um, based on playoff implications, had things gone a little bit of a different way, that game could have been flexed to Saturday. Yeah, because uh, that's what they did last year. Last year. Um, and this is one of the most non-meaningful parts, but one of the, one of the, you know, I don't want to sadden anybody, but like, we all remember the DeMar Hamlin, uh, you know, what was the cardiac Incident? Arrest? Situation? It yeah, cardiac it, arrest. Yeah, okay, it was cardiac arrest. I'm trying to believe so. Yeah. It was, it was not technically a heart attack. It would have been yes. a cardiac arrest instead. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be, um, as as factual as I can here, but but one of the aftermaths of the DeMar Hamlin cardiac arrest was the Bengals and the Bills not playing 17 games. So to make it as logically sound and as equitable as possible, with the Chiefs playing 17, they moved that game, which was scheduled for Sunday to Saturday, mm-hmm. to hold the playoff implications intact. If people remember, the Chiefs had to win to earn the number one seed, and that thus made the Bengals and, and the Bills sort of cascade down. Of course, uh, because the game wasn't played, Cincinnati, who felt wronged at the time, and you understand it, they had to be the three seed, which meant they had to move. They had to go to Buffalo to beat Buffalo in the divisional round before obviously coming to Kansas City. And one of the more tricky things about how everything has to go right for you to win the Super Bowl, that is one of the few footnotes the Cincinnati Bengals could have played two home games before traveling to Arrowhead for the championship game. Instead, they had to travel to Buffalo and travel to Kansas City, and I think that did have a cumulative effect on their postseason run. Um, now, yes, I had to book my travel for this. I will be there in person. Uh, there's about four players that I think this game means something for. Um, Blaine Gabbert, because he doesn't know if he's going to start an NFL game anytime soon. 
Uh, you know, he's obviously in the back half of his career. Um, and look, he needs to have a, a dress rehearsal basically in the event something might happen in the postseason. Justin Ross, for what we mentioned earlier, Felix Enuduke, how you say the last name? Amazon. Enuduke Uzama. Uzama, dang it. So many names, guys. Um, you know, this will be the most snaps he's played pretty much since like early October. And he's going to get, you know, the full allotment of what you, what a normal rookie would get in the, in, you know, if he's a first round pick. Uh, but obviously his circumstances have put him in a, in a more reserve role. So he matters. Um, you know, I, I get the sense that uh, you want to see more from Chamari Connor because he's going to play a pivotal role in the postseason. And then number five is, you know, what happens with Wanya Morris and does uh, Derry Kennard get a real chance wow, to yeah. show to show legitimate growth? Because he's been a he's been a draft pick for two years, but has not been asked to play or has not been required to play a majority of snaps. You know what you're going to get from Nick Gallagher, from uh, Lucas Niang, Wanya Morris now, but we don't know what we're going to get from Darius Kennard. Uh, he should play a lot of snaps. And how about the Sin Yang too? Just since we're since Ryan, I'd like to see. Does he look yeah. any different at all? Because the injury was part of his deal, right. and they were seeing Mike Caliendo out there. Yeah. Yes. So um, those are the. Is, kind of, I'm sorry. Is Allegretti or Caliendo going to have to play center? Probably. I didn't. I, Caliendo. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Yes. Whenever they remove Creed Humphrey uh, from the game, uh, it can be either one of those guys. Now, Nick Allegretti might want to take that. Again, in the event something happens to Creed Humphrey that makes in sense. the postseason. So there's all these like scenarios where you have to play like if this happens, this happens, we wanna we wanna be mindful of that. It's a real juggling act for the coaching staff. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, it's a it's a situation where uh there's still plenty of guys on the two line to really look at and evaluate correctly. What do you, just a couple of names you didn't mention that, that somebody mentioned at some point today because we heard from the, the coordinators and then also several positional coaches today, including Joe Cullen and Brendan Daly and Dave Merritt. So you've got all three depths of, of the uh, of the defensive room there, too. Um, Neil Farrell, we've talked about every once in a while because the Chiefs traded a sixth-round pick for him before this season, and he has mm-hmm. not played. Uh, and then B.J. Thompson was a fifth-round draft pick? Yes. Um, I usually have to double-check because we haven't talked about him that much. Um, and ob- it, he was like on a even more obvious project pace than than Felix right. was, just because that dude was real skinny for a Spags defensive end coming out of college. Um, so I'm just kind of like I- I'm going to be most excited to watch the defensive line, kind of regardless of who's out there, what the rotation is, because I feel like pretty much at all times we're going to be seeing a defensive lineman who has not played very much, who the Chiefs invested in um, to different degrees. Yes. He looks a first round pick and a fifth year option on the table if his if his you know trajectory goes in a good direction. BJ Thompson, first year of a rookie contract, that's valuable. They, and they traded a pick for Neil Farrell, and, and he's not the first year of his rookie deal. So no. I that one I've lost a lot of optimism there because I think if they saw a chance for him to improve over Derek Naughty or Tershawn Wharton or um Mike Pinnell's gotten the practice squad call ups after uh, Matt Dickerson played a lot, who we talked about. Like I, I don't know what the plan is there. That one, that one, I've again lost some, lost some optimism with. But uh, defensively, I, I think we're in the same in the same spots there. Let's circle back to the receivers here real quick because um, you mentioned Justin Ross again, and I said you know kind of the the guys that Gabbert 
listed off. Yes. Will Hardman didn't play very much last week in his first action back. Is there? I feel I'm gonna. I feel like an idiot for even asking this question because we've asked it every week, and the answer every week has been something pretty close to no. Since Rasheed Rice really got his role figured out. Okay. Is there something McCole Hardman could bring to this receiver room that is not currently there? If he looks good on Sunday, is physically good to go? Is there a role for him in a playoff game yes. that would either let him upgrade over somebody, Richie James or MVS? Is is there a role that he could fill that no one else is currently filling? What's your McCole Hardman take right now? Uh, yes, he can, he can fulfill a role. He knows the offense. Uh, Mahomes trust him you know there was a reason why he played so many snaps in his first game back against the chargers again all the way back in uh october after the uh after the trade um you know it's unfortunate that that mccall has had a couple injuries um yes as thomas lesser says i mean the jet sweep pop passes you can definitely count on those uh if you want more speed coming out of the slot on certain formations down in distances i think he plays a role there what one thing that the chiefs have like to do when I'm not really like, so you know, surprised that he coaches that. But like, McColl running deep overs from the slot is a very good play because the safety has to make a decision, and then usually Mahomes plays off of that, right? Sometimes, uh, you know, they they destroyed the the Raiders with this last year, where McColl ran a lot of deep overs and got open downfield. Um, now you could play off that and, and work certain concepts. Again, that's more in like Seth's category. Um, but if you play the Ravens. Uh, you know, and they want to be aggressive. McColl has a chance to really make you pay downfield on blitzes. Now the Ravens do not blitz as much as they used to because Week Martin Hill is no longer there, but they still like to blitz and get um active and creative about trying to attack the quarterback from different angles. Um, so and you would think with his knowledge of the playbook, he knows hot routes, how to work in space when there is a blitz and when there's something that is unusual. So um, there's definitely a role for him. Uh, but yes, you would like to see him be productive in this game, move the chains a little bit, have a highlight or two with Blaine Gabbert. And then, yeah, you can feel confident that, okay, if Marquez Valdez-Skillen is not going to play his usual amount of snaps, are you going to try to truncate his role a little bit more? That does provide opportunities for, I think, Richie James and McCole Harmon alongside Justin Watson and Rasheed Rice. I think that's the last thing from me. For there are some some little interesting things that I've got notes on that we can kind of file away for future conversations about Felix and some other things from the pressers today. But Brendan Daly said one thing that I'm I'm curious if you caught. Uh, I was I wasn't in there for him. I was in the oh, locker okay. room talking to Richie James and and yes. being being entertained. Well, we can cover both. <laughs> we can cover both sides of of this now. Nice. I will say this then to to reemphasize something I said a few shows ago. Defensive coaching staff vibes are, are so just good. So good. Did you hear the highlights of Dave Merritt? Oh, I was in there for them now. now. Okay, you, you know me. Okay. They said Dave Merritt, and I was like, <laughs> I, I got to hear this. Blamed, blamed his wife for the fact that they have two younger kids after having, I believe, three older kids because his wife wouldn't leave him alone. She kept chasing me. I mean. Incredible legitimately incredible. And also, you might be able to thank Dave Merritt's wife for him not being a defensive coordinator already or for the next few years that's, still. So that, I think that's the point. Um, yeah. we let me, let me look this up. I don't know if it's on the... I can't remember. Uh, Shout out to their marriage and the spark still being alive. That's why we get oh. to keep Dave Merritt in Kansas City. Lego. I mean, my <laughs> goodness. Get some marriage counseling uh, if you need it from the Merritts. Um, 
Here we I go. Clear I, I messaged Jordan during that presser and I said, I oh. would take life advice from David Merritt. Like, I would take it from Spags or Joe Cullen or whatever, also, but Dave Merritt feels wise. Yolanda. Yolanda doing, I mean, uh, Traverse Schwartz, LeJarius Seed, Trent McDuffie, uh, even Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, Brian Cook. All of them. Just, just thank Yolanda because he would not send, be your coach. He would send, not be your coach. Send Yolanda flowers. If That's it wasn't great. for Yolanda, yes. The best uh, marriage since Seth and Jazz. <laughs> Stupid. I, we gotta I, close our comments. I remember. Uh, I think they showed this on the franchise last year, but like you know, who was one of the first people to shout out? Um, wanted his and his. Uh, you know, bride. Oh yeah, of course it was Yolanda and Dave Merritt. I mean, of course. I mean, of course. I mean, look, look who Dave Merritt changed Juan Thornhill's life, and it's all because of Yolanda. It's really, it's a beautiful thing. Again, we don't need any more Week 18 podcasts quite like this, but you are getting information. It's just not probably the information you expected. Now, look, um, you know, it's crazy that Dave Mir played at Millbrook High School in, in Raleigh, North Carolina, because, like, I covered Millbrook High School in Raleigh, North Carolina in 2010, 2011 for the, Char- or for the Raleigh News and Observer. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted, again, Yolanda, she kept chasing me. I mean... I don't know what Dave Murray's got, but we need to we we need the tutorial, my friend. Pull, <laughs> I'll pull up a notebook, and I and I also told Harold Coots and, uh, and PJ Green from Fox Four. I'm like, I kind of re- I'm kind of ready, right? Like he left the podium, and I was like, I'm kind of ready to play press man coverage. I don't even care who the receiver is. I'm ready to no. go. I like wanted, I kind of want to jam somebody at the line. I yes, just, like, he's got that energy. You just want to play for him, so. Uh, Dave Merritt and Seth Geiser, it's the pointing Spider-Man meme. Excellent. Uh, excellent. Yes. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's where we are. But what did, what did Brendan Daly say, Josh? So, so he, um, somebody said, are we done talking Chargers? Joke's on you. We never started talking Chargers. There's no previewing of that game, you, dude, but you, I will talk about a former You want me to break down East and Stick? Are you crazy? Look, if the Chiefs needed this game, we would have, but they don't. But so, they don't. I don't want to. I'm not breaking down Blaine Gabbard either, except for his vibes, which seem fantastic. Yes. So, so Brendan Daly got a couple of questions about Drew Tranquil, and at one point he he said, "Oh, he's been fantastic from a versatility standpoint. He's been outstanding in his ability to learn different roles." And then he said, "This, uh, this is a a, a semi quote, semi paraphrase. I was, you know, just typing it as we go. I haven't really listened right. to it, but." He said, "There's a little bit of something different going forward that he's looking at and that he's already asking questions about." And so I don't know what it's going to be, and I'm huh. guessing it's probably kind of like an individual sub-package kind of thing, like him playing in a certain role as opposed to like, hey, you're going to be the Mike, and we're going to put Nick Bolton as the Sam or whatever. Right, right. But but I thought that was interesting. And I again, also, like, linebackers playing different roles is not something you're usually going to see watching the broadcast. I mean, like, if you're watching for it, you can, but it's yes. very rarely is Tony Romo going to say, oh, you've got you've got Drew Tranquil here playing. Look, this is different than what he's done for the last 15 <laughs> weeks. But but I thought it was interesting because it was really just daily talking about the the mentality of Drew Tranquil and his ability to do whatever they ask him to do and then says, to my ears there, we're also going to ask him to do something a little bit different in this playoff run. And, and maybe it's for a specific team or for a specific package or whatever. But he's already he's already raring to go on that. So that's something to keep an eye on. Sign sign me up. What I mean, 
They're giving out little more little nuggets. I mean, that's the defense. The defense is giving out it. little nuggets. They're giving out some jokes and some life advice. Uh, I can't remember what what. Oh, Brendan Daly, Brendan Daly, who seems like a serious fella and an intense guy, right? Like you you see him on the sidelines. Those mm-hmm. neck veins are out. It, yes. it, it is like one of those dinosaurs. Like you can hit his feet popping. <laughs> and he had a whole thing today about Willie Gay being an energy giver. He's like he's yes. an energy giver. Instead of being an energy vampire. And someone was like, tell me about energy vampires. She's like, you know, like, there are people who you work with who are energy vampires that suck the energy out of you. Someone's like, can you name some names? Like, I'm not going to do that. But there oh, are people who are like that. And like, if all of, and again, here's here's my my last my last bit. <laughs> Make sure you hit the like button if you approve of Dave Merritt's marriage. Freaking rules. <laughs> Good work, guys. That's excellent. Um the I've already forgotten X, and I'm more excited about uh, talking about Dave Merritt. The, the this back to my this is my press conference analysis again that I can only I'm just doing with headphones on at the radio station. But the defensive coaches will will te- like Spag sets the tone for this. Yes, they want they want us to learn a little bit. Like they the defensive coaching staff I genuinely think says, hey, you know yes. what? I'll, I'll let's give them a little nugget, and maybe the world will get a little smarter. And and hey, you know what? Also. Don't don't have every muscle in your body tensed up there. Like just you go be you, Joe Cullen, because you're an adult who's been a defensive coordinator, has been a coach for a long ass time. Just right. go be Joe Cullen, and th- it, it permeates everything. It is Spags, it is Cullen, it is Daly, it is Merritt. All of those guys just radiate such good energy, such good vibes, and they make me think like, man, like learning football from these guys and being in those meeting rooms. I bet it's good to be at work most days as a Chiefs defensive player. Yeah, and the offensive coaching staff has just not brought any of that energy in an incredibly long time. Even guys who have done it for a very long time, just so I'm not picking on the newbies. Andy Heck seems like a, a really good coach and a good technique. guy. We talking technique, baby. All technique, technique. He perks up. He goes, "What? Oh, you want to ask me a technique question? How's he's he doing? Kinda, How's his he? His energy's kind of his energy's kind of in here. He's, he's good. He's fine. I mean, he's a veteran. Like, he knows what he's doing. Like the energy's in here." Tom Melvin is the is the positional coach for the greatest tight end to ever live, and you hear him talk once a year, and he's yeah. here also. He might, and, and those are the older guys. That's not right. David Girardi or Connor Embry or I we haven't heard from Todd Pinkston in a minute. Maybe he might have been the last round. I can't remember. I think but like Pink, they're newbies think, too, right? I think Pinkston and Todd Melvin are probably the funniest out of the group. That's fair. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I had to I had to lean in and go. David, I need more. David Girardi, I need more. I'm going to ask you for an example. Look at me in the eye. You can do it. You do that. I you feel can, about you that. Can, you could do it. You could tell can me Give something. me an example. I wrote it down. Coach isn't going to murk you, okay? You can yes. do it. Patrick already knows. It's okay. You could tell me the answer. <laughs> you could tell me some truth. I'm asking real nice. Coach. Andy Reid is not going to do to you what he did to Justin Reed last year. Just think <laughs> about that. Tell me something honest. Give me a real substantive example that I can use for the public. And and a route Mer- concept. A not story. a route concept. A, a story. story. Something to build upon. And <laughs> and I should, I should have just asked him like that. Hey. Girardi, when I ask this question, he's not going to pull you into the office like he pulled in Justin Reed, who, by the way, still gives excellent quotes. But yeah, he knows the difference between 
this versus that. I need to, you need to give me one of those. That's, that is something I can hold and my fingers can, can use. You have to be an example. Girardi, please, please, for the love of God, I need to write about the quarterback all the time. <laughs> You're with him all the time. Can you give me one? Sorry. I don't think I'm going to say anything else. I thought about saying some other things. I think I'm going to go ahead and call it there for me. So I'm good, Nate. Um, I'm here's sure what Dave, I'll tell you. I'm sure David Girardi will hear this and be like, Nate, come find me at the combine. <laughs> like sure. Sure. But you got you got a deadline today. So it doesn't really, it doesn't really help. I'm not saying any of these people are bad people. I'm saying the defensive no. coaching staff gives great press conferences and great vibes. That's all I know. I don't yeah, know these and, guys. And they have an ability. They have some freedom to them. Um, that is, you know, it, it just is what it is. Like, I mean, we're just telling you the truth, guys. Oh, uh, the defense has trickle. I guess maybe both of us have trickle down vibonomics. You have course, spags at yeah, the top, and right. the vibes trickle down, and everybody ends up in that in that headspace. And of course, they have more continuity because the front the front office has has invested in that side of the ball. So there's there's a reason for that, I would say, versus some some over the last two years. I know this might be surprising to people. There's more continuity on defense. There was more continuity on defense last year because there were so many rookies who played, and there's even more continuity now because those guys have all been playing together, and you're only, you're only adding a Drew Tranquil or a Mike Edwards. And, you know, obviously you have the draft picks, but, like, there's been so much turnover on offense, both from the coaching staff and the players, and I do think that leads to it's just going to take more time. Um, so... People complain about the defense. The front office invests in the defense. What about the offense? Well, that's that's the tricky part of the sport. That's why the sport is so hard because you kind of have to get things right, but it's also kind of a whack-a-mole, and then all of a sudden the team you thought you were going to be isn't, and now that team's gotten a lot better because they were a lot better at um, trying to cover all their bases. I'm not – I think – I think – please – Please ask about your marriage. Please talk about your marriage, DRD. I don't even know if David Hardy's married. I got to look this up. Oh, because he's not freely telling us that he has a lovely wife. I don't even realize mostly this is a joke. But it's kind of a click on his name. Oh, yes, he does have a wife, Kristen. Shout out to Kristen. Um, Kristen. I had to look that up because you know what? He did not tell us. He did mention it. He did mention it. Now, now, again, uh, maybe he hears it, maybe he doesn't. But look, I, I we're doing this for an enjoyment times. We are also very vibey today because we have no Seth, whose whose vibes is just the sun. Yes, uh, he's I, so vibed out that he's not here. I mean, that's the yes. next level, guys. I just, I just, <laughs> please talk about your marriage. It's incredible. Um, but yeah, uh, it would be nice if the quarterback coach gave a story about the quarterback that was relevant to this season. But you know, uh, can't win them all. You know, it's uh, it is what it is. And uh, you know, Matt Nagy, I think Matt Nagy gives very good quotes. Um, it's just you can tell he doesn't want to. You know, he's still trying to figure this thing out because you know their side of the ball has been an entire figure it out all year, even with the world's greatest quarterback. On that note, uh, Nate's going to have something special hitting the Athletic tomorrow morning or later tonight, perhaps. We're going to try. Oh. Well, 
I'll check it out in the morning, Nate. I'll just, I Please. won't put any extra pressure on you. Uh, but Nate will have something hitting the athletic tomorrow morning. And uh, Seth, I think, is still writing about George Karloftis from Florida. Um, okay. So you can check that out in the Chief of the North newsletter, mnchiefsfan.substack.com. Plus, of course, uh, enjoy The Lab and all of the other great shows across everything here on KCSN. I imagine The Lab's still doing their live thing. I had a NASTUCK earlier because I didn't think I was going to promote The Lab because I want to vanquish them. Uh, but as long as they're still here. <laughs> Tucker oh. says yes. So they'll be live tonight as well. Uh, you can in, uh, enjoy that. Thursday Night Football is over also, so you don't have any excuses. So listen to the uh, the Live Lab and uh, hang out with the guys. And also you can enjoy KC Sports tonight on uh, KCTV 5 yeah, nights at 6.30 and then uh, weekends at uh, 10.35 p.m. So you can enjoy that as well. I think that's everything I got to say, Nate. So uh, you can go ahead and get us out of here. Okay. Maybe we should do this moving forward. Um, Jake Dennis asked a great question that we will end on. Nate, and I'm quoting Jake here. Nate, we need a swag surf origin story. Travis did not do it justice on his podcast week, which I also uh, heard and realized. And of course, the the Chiefs put a little bit of a production thing out there. Um, guys, most answers come back to this when it regards most of the players. Uh, of course, Willie Gay made the request. Josh, where did where did Willie Gay play college? Uh, it would be uh, it would be uh, Southern Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. State. Sorry, Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. I don't know why I said Southern Mississippi. Southern Mississippi State. State. It's even better. I can see the uh, logo. I can see the logo. <laughs> it's even better. Uh, I I didn't play at Mississippi State, Coach. I played at Southern Mississippi State. Now, right. now, Josh, where's Mississippi State on the Mason Dixie line? It's out. I might have been I might have been skipping the most important the first question so I can answer the second one. Oh, of course. I mean, this is how this game works. Um, let me tell you the origin story. Them Southern boys love them some swag service. <laughs> That's the story. Okay. They love to swag, to surf, to surf to swag. Them su- did did you see Trent McDuffie surf swagging? You know, I don't know that I did. Where where he play at? Where 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 he play? Where what what cause did he play for? Be Washington, which is up over there somewhere. You 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 think uh, up and over? Okay, in parentheses, I'm generalizing for effect. Uh, in parentheses, you think Leo Shadal was swag surfing? Where he play at? What he play for in college? Played for death row. That where's that on the? <laughs> he wrote on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> So Wisconsin Badger. Uh, Wisconsin Badger saw what the Nebraska Huskers were doing with the black shirts and says, we got to go harder. We got <laughs> we to go harder. We can't the black the shirts. Second, we cannot we, we be gotta the go hard. hardest What's group of white linebackers. <laughs> so see, we could do death row, baby. Death row. Um, but my point is, uh, Willie Gay is the most energized defensive player, maybe not named Chris Jones. And yeah, when where, you, hey, where, hey, 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 oh, where, oh, where Chris Jones? Where did Chris Jones go to school? That's such a lovely thing that you just asked me, Josh. Um, he also went to Mississippi State, <laughs> and interestingly enough, that's also below the Mason Dixie line. It sure is. It sure is. So, um, with Derek Nottie's swag surfing, that's when you know where he from, what school he played for. Okay, he played below the Mason Dixie line, of course. All right, so that's your answer, Dennis. 
um, the Swag Surf origin story is south. The south below the Mason-Dixie line. Um, I hope that answers your question. And um, I just want to imagine Seth on Sunday not watching this game, instead baking in the sun in a full, fully attire beach pose. I don't want to imagine that. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.